Hi there, how's your week been? It's been a bit of a tough one here in the UK as we are now living under three different lockdown tiers and I think it's really starting to affect people's emotions and mental state. So over the next few episodes, I will be taking it back to kind of how I was performing throughout lockdown, which is only hosting guests that are at a distance, so virtual podcasts. And I definitely will be, as well as talking about beauty and their routines and their rituals, I'm definitely going to be bringing it back to the to the lockdown rituals, how things have changed and how they're doing. I really want to check in with people and see how they're doing at this time. But this week's guest is definitely more of a personal episode and it's pretty much all about acne, this episode. Um, My guest is Afia Kafour. She started an Instagram account called at Don't Pop That Spot and I followed her for a while and she really stood out to me because as with many spaces within the beauty industry, Most spaces are very white centric and Afia is a black woman and she has acne and at times it can be more aggressive and other times it will be a little bit more calm but she decided well I actually wanted to find out why she decided to start Don't Pop That Spot because you're really putting yourself out there and on a personal level with me I can be very if I've got let's call it bad skin for want of a better descriptor, but if I've got bad skin that day, I'm I'm probably not going to take a photograph. I'm not going to be inclined because I'm not going to want to put myself out there for potential criticism, etc. I can do that myself, so why would I want to give it an audience? So I've been intrigued by Afia and why she chose to do this. I also want to find out how she maintains this very kind of, I think I call it chill, she has a chilled acceptance to what her skin is doing and how it's performing. And I really wanted to ask her how she got to that point, because for me, I'm not quite there. And she just seems to be very measured and accepting. And I do want to find out if she has those bad days, because I do think we all have bad days. She refers to herself as an acne activist. So I kind of get that she's, she wants to make a point. She's also a journalism student and a presenter. So again, that's that's a role where you're really putting yourself out there. It's And it's based on face values. You often get chosen for a presenting job based on how you look. And Afia is going out there after these presenting jobs, knowing that many of the people hiring will judge her as someone that happens to have spots. The question is whether they give her the job despite that. And I think that's what she's trying to do. I also want to know why Afia decides not to try Roaccutane, which is a road that many people who have acne have gone down. So let me know what you think. Let me know if it resonates with you and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Beauty Me podcast. My name's Sharice Kenyon and I've been writing about beauty for around 15 years. During that time, I've heard so many stories about how we approach beauty, our routines and the traditions that make us who we are. I wanted to create a space where I could discuss these rituals further with people from around the world. For me, it's all about beauty without the BS. My daily routine kind of depends on how far I've pushed it in terms of snoozing my alarm, depending on where I have to go. But I tend to start the day um, with a little prayer 
or by reading a daily devotional. Um, I've got these two books that I read them from and it kind of just sets the mood for the day and it kind of gives you something to focus on, which I really find beneficial. But again, the quick prayer or reading like two bits from two different books depends on how far um, I've got to go or how late I am or all of that sort of stuff. But I, t- I like to start my day um, just being grateful for another day and just setting out good affirmations for the day to come. Then I would usually get up. I'm usually starving, to be honest, when I wake up. But I try and just have my shower, brush my teeth, um, and then start my skincare, which uh, at the moment I use Cerave's hydrating cleanser, which is just very basic and simple. And I like to just start my day with that. And then I use um, Neostrata's oily skin something with mandelic acid and lactic acid so that's another cleanser almost nothing in it very yeah and then i go in with things that have the ingredients that are gonna like work on what i need them to work on then i use um benzoyl peroxide um it's the acne side one which has uh five percent benzoyl peroxide i think um and i use about like a the top like that size worth and to kind of put it all over and then I will use in the daytime um Cerave's moisturizer that has SPF in it and in the night I do all the same things but then use Cetaphil's night cream their rich night cream which is really good everything's really small though like I just find bottles are so small I don't yeah. know if my face is big <laughs> everything's no, but they so are hot. like who decides that they're going to be like that small because if we're thinking about yeah. the planet for the future as well, but then I know if they made a bigger one, then the likelihood of, you know, dipping your finger in and out, more germs. Yeah, but... true. And maybe they all have, like, short expiry days. Yeah, yeah. Re-up more yeah. often. I don't... Or but... do they just want to make you buy it more often? Yeah, it's probably that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's my morning routine. Wash my face and then... Hopefully try to get something to eat or maybe have to get something on my way. Usually is the case. But I do try and eat at home. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me why you chose to start documenting your skin journey on Instagram. Yeah, um, I've had acne for, it feels like forever to be honest, like as long as I've known myself pretty much. Um, around year eight times, so like age 12 roughly. Um, and yeah, after trying like so many different things, um, it kind of wasn't improving. Then randomly, maybe like year 11, year 12, six or each time, it kind of got better. And it's just kind of like luck. It was almost luck because I don't recall many, like I was obviously making changes, but it was like a certain product would start working, then wouldn't start, would stop working. So. I was just used to the waves of having acne. Um, so then it got better, got worse again. In like the first two years of uni, it was pretty good. And then I started third year and it was the worst it had ever been. So like even originally, like when I used to go to the GP, it was just awful. Um, so then the conversation around that like, Roaccutane came up. Um, with my GP and like dermatologist because I started seeing one in my like near my uni in Kent mm-hmm. and the side effects 
of Raracutane were quite alarming. So I just thought, this can't be it. There must be something else that I have missed like in all these years. So I set up a, the Instagram, Don't Pop That Spot, to kind of, it was more to just help me and like reach out to people and see like, you know, this is what I'm currently going through. Who's had Raracutane? How's it been? Who hasn't? Like, what have you done? And just wanted to get more information about it. And then it kind of just became a page of like, actually, even if the acne doesn't go away and I don't find the answer, then life is still okay. Mm. And it was a nice platform to be able to just be free and like, you know, because obviously my main Instagram, no one, not that no one wants to hear that, but I wanted to make a separate one to just focus mm-hmm. on that because it's such a big part of my life. And I just have met literally so many different people um, who can literally relate. So, yeah, I'm really happy that I started it. And it's like not only helped me, but helped others now, which, again, wasn't even on plan. No, I, I, I can't remember how I found you, but I remember thinking you just don't often see many black women talking about acne. It, I don't know why. It's like, yeah. as with most spaces in social, yeah. it's often very white-centric. So body positivity, it's mostly white. Skincare, mostly white. Acne positivity, absolutely mostly white. So I don't even know how I found you, but I remember thinking, because along with acne, there's the other side, which is the healing side, which is the scarring side. And when you have darker skin, that's a that's a whole different um, thing to deal with compared to, say, if you have pale skin. Um, mm. So I thought it was great that you were so open. But that's when it made me question. I was like, how is she so... You seem, I don't chill isn't the right word. Mm-hmm. There's a word that I'm searching for, but you just seem like you are doing okay with it. Like, and not, and not everybody's okay every day. I don't want to make that assumption, but you just seem like you have this way of dealing with things. Like, where's, where's that come from? It hasn't always been like that, but you kind of just almost fake it till you kind of, believe it for yourself um I just think that you know throughout the years certain comments did used to get to me because when you're the only one amongst your friends or like even your family that you know constantly has a talking point that sometimes it's not that it's a negative talking point but that's often the first thing that people might say to you before they ask you how you are or what you're doing or like any other stuff that's going on in your life because it's on your face that's one of the first things that comes up and you know constantly being told well haven't like haven't you not tried this product or you know just use this or just go natural and use aloe vera plants and <laughs> scrape out the jelly like yeah. all these theories that you know drink more water have, oh drink water yep. <laughs> <laughs> all of those all these different it's like this is kind of deeper than that it's I have been trying, like, this is something I've had, it's it's basically 10 years now, so I'm 22 now, so it's since I was 12, and it's like, I have tried everything, trust me, like, I'm, because why wouldn't I try these things? Clearly, I'm not that happy that it's there, so once you've had all these comments for so long, you kind of just build that shield of, like, yeah, I've heard you, but out it goes, because 
if you take all that in, you're just going to constantly be self-conscious. And I think there's actually, it took me a while to kind of really believe this, but it's like there is more to people than just their appearance because, yeah, that, like you're constantly just being told like, oh, like there's that thing on your face and blah, blah, blah. But there's, my face is literally just this part of me and then there's the other parts. So like we don't have to always, constantly be putting pressure on ourselves in that way mm. um and yeah I've had a I think I've had a hard time like with people's opinions on skin and like being told like it's just because you do too much with it like if you just didn't wash it at all or, like just very radical comments that you just have to just block it all out and do things your way and actually when you kind of think about it less things actually end up improving because that's just added stress on top of everything sure. which will provoke more um more issues mm. you went to an all-girls school yeah how was that kind of like do you think that helped with when you were dealing with stuff or maybe not yeah I think my all-girls school in particular was quite small Everyone knew everyone. Everyone was everyone's sister. Everyone was very much in your face. And, you know, you'd go to school with your hair in one way that your mum has sent you to school with. <laughs> Home was a completely different hairstyle because some older girls have made you sit down and they want to do something with your hair. And, you know, we were very much hands-on in that way. Um, and I think, yeah, I don't recall many other people having um, acne at school. There probably was, that's the thing. But you kind of just see it as, oh, this is just my issue. And, like, you kind of are blind to everyone else. Um, but I think, yeah, um, it was weird. Like, I never really saw beauty as that important around that time. Um, there was a lot of people, like, for example, going home after school, there would be like this two seconds of the walk home where we would pass like the local school that was mixed. So that little two minute encounter was very important. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people would tend to like stay back after school to like add lip gloss, put a bit of mascara on, do their whole face just for that little wow. um, two second encounter. And I remember just not really being part of that. It's just like, yeah, I just, I always kind of saw further, like, it's more than just what you look like. Even if, like, let's say one of these guys was really going to become your boyfriend, like, once they've seen your face, okay, cool, but then <laughs> there's going to have to be more. So that lip gloss is not going to save me. So I kind of didn't really fall into that um, sort of group that would really want to do themselves mm. up before they would pass these boys. Um, so I didn't really feel like I, like I wasn't afraid to stick out in that sense. Um, but I think the thing about going to all-girls school, not maybe not just all-girls, but just school in general and just being that age where you just say what you want, do what you want, it was people's comments that would um, not be hurtful, but it's just annoying <laughs> that, you know, you're always just commenting on my skin. Like, But I think that was just the close-knit vibe of our school. Um, so that kind of got annoying, but then at the same time, it was like I didn't ever not want to go to school because of my face. It kind of was a bit later that I would kind of avoid certain situations 
mm. because my skin, um, mainly because like with presenting, because that's an on camera like job or role, it would be like, oh, you know, if it was a screen test, like, oh, they're just not going to want to pick me regardless of how I sound, how I deliver the lines or whatever. Like my face is not what people are going to want to see. So it was, de- it was that point that I started to become more insecure with my skin. But mm. I think when I was younger, I didn't really care that much. It was frustrating, but it wasn't, it was definitely, I think also because like presenting, because I care so much about it and it's like you're passionate what you want to do. And if you think that something that you're, you can't even control is going to mm. stop you back, that's such a hard thing to live with. So it was that scenario that would be the most effective. So it sounds like you definitely, when you were younger, because, you know, a lot of the times you can only compare it to how you feel. So I know when I was at school, I felt very like, I mean, at my school, there was, I was one of only like three brown faces. So that was something mm-hmm. in itself. And then having the acne on top, I just wanted to shrink. But it sounds like you had definitely something behind you that kind of allowed you to feel this kind of relaxed about it. And I, I think you mentioned about performing arts. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that was it because it seems like, because obviously with performing arts, you have to have a, you have to be confident to stand on a stage and make your voice heard. Do you think that helped you at all? Or was it just your attitude? Yeah, I think I was kind of blessed to always have other things going on for me. Um, so like loads of hobbies, uh, too many hobbies. <laughs> like what? Them. Tell me a few then. Oh my gosh. I honestly, there's not much that I haven't done. Like honestly, my mum, I, I'm so grateful for all the things that she put me to do. So from <laughs> bangra dancing wow. to gymnastics to cubs and scouts to swimming, honestly, I've done, I've done a lot of things. Um, and then obviously with like academics as well, like I used to have tuition and, and there was a thing I was definitely there regardless of what it was. That was good. So I think there was always some added things to my, like an extra string to my bow. So yeah. Bullet. So I wasn't, I didn't have time to be focused on my face and appearance all the time. And even though I was doing performing arts, I think I was already don't know it didn't really affect me which I can see why it would but I think because like, as a child I was in like the West End and done um, shows like that that was before wow. acne and then yeah and then yeah when the acne kicked in I was still doing shows and stuff I don't think yeah I don't think I was affected which I don't know seeing as it is quite in your face mm. so yeah I think it was just the added parts to my life that um, I was lucky enough to always be a part of that I was always busy always improving skills in certain ways and got this tuition and violin piano like there was always something that I didn't have I was barely in the mirror to look at it it was just where are we going today we've got this person and like it was always so much going on so I think that was a distraction or it just meant that I had other things to talk about like I wasn't too focused on like how I looked and the boys when we passed McDonald's and <laughs> probably because I've got to go somewhere. So 
I don't, I don't care. <laughs> it's such a healthy outlook, though, because you mentioned, you know, not always being in the mirror. And I feel like in this day and time, if you're only 22, that means you're part of that social media generation yeah. that is all about sharing everything and filters and, and being in the mirror and taking more time. Um, it just sounds like you've got a much healthier approach. But has there ever been someone that you've kind of like, I usually like to find out about people's influences. Is there anyone that's been in the public eye that's kind of you've ever wanted to emulate when it comes to beauty or style or? Yeah. Um, again, I feel like not necessarily beauty. I think because like we're presenting and what I want to get into. So I think I've always, you see people on Instagram and they look a certain way and you think like, wow. But I don't think I've ever been someone that would, directly say like oh my gosh like her skin is so good like oh like I wish I had mm. that because you end up going to an event and seeing them and actually their cheeks and skin and <laughs> yeah. they actually look like mine so and sometimes even worse than what I've got so it's like actually there's no need to come like compare compare mm. <laughs> um so I've actually been in situations where I've seen people and in real life, they don't even look like what they look like. And I think I've always kind of felt that way and was always aware of like the powers of Photoshop. And now that we've just got filters that within two taps, you can look like a completely different person or Snapchat filters and all of that. I think I've always been quite aware of these things. So never really compared. I think it was more... The, I would more compare the person's like drive and attitude and like wow they've done all these things despite this and that and then it's like wow like if they've managed to do this based on this upbringing and that upbringing then something as insignificant as your skin shouldn't be something that holds me back. When you because as I've said you definitely seem like a very got it together kind of person. I try. <laughs> yeah I just want to know like is there another side? Have you ever had down days about it? I would. I can't. Not a whole day. There's always, <laughs> we we have not enough time. Yeah. Spending a whole day upset about something that is pretty much kind of out of my control. Um. Yeah, I, I can't say I spent a whole day. Obviously, when you say a whole day, you're not literally mean like morning to night. But there are moments where, um, yeah, I do think, gosh, like this actually, this could actually be me forever. And like, is this it? And, you know, you see some people that literally have never bought a cleanser in their life and just have immaculate skin. But then they've got something else that maybe I have that, they wish I had so there's always that thing that kind of keeps me balanced because it's like okay yeah your skin is a problem but actually you're healthy you're blessed to you know have a family that's all healthy and you know loving and you know there's other things that are good in my life that Mm. something is it's obviously a big part of you and it's your face and it's hard to um avoid people seeing it but that it could life could be worse basically so I kind of often think of it in that way 
Mm. Um, but the times I have been insecure would probably be when it comes to like trying to progress in presenting and often not seeing people that have um, acne mm. be or any flaws. Yeah. And that is on top of also being a black woman. So it's yeah. like, ugh, this is already difficult. And then I also, you know, well, I don't even want to say it's an issue because I don't see it as an issue. Mm. But, you know, the people that are on screen tend to have, you know, a kind of a certain look, very just, you know, this perception of perfection, basically, mm. um, is trying to be presented. And, yeah, having the acne, ha- being in certain situations, I felt like, oh, I'm not going to be able to present or I'll never be on like the big shows because, you know, who's going to want someone that's got loads of spots on like national television? It's just not going to work. So they're the only times. But then I think through starting the page, don't pop that spot, it's kind of motivated me more to actually be that person that not is known for having spots. It's known <laughs> for like being a nice, kind person, mm. but is known for also like being one of the first really that you know they've elevated to a certain position and they've also happened to have acne which is actually quite normal um and it's just like getting on with things because I don't think you see that often it is so it's it is so normal I think you had a statistic did you say What was it? Between 18 and 30, or it was like 95 or 85%? In like 11 and 30, across the whole world, 95% of people will experience like a period of acne at some point between those years, which is... So it's common. Everyone. Yeah. And I was reading something recently about um, psychodermatology, which is, you know, how you feel affecting how you look. And Mm -hmm. apparently since lockdown dermatologists their regular clients have been having more aggressive acne more aggressive eczema psoriasis and clients that used to just come in for a nice little facial are now struggling with acne and they're 40 and 50 plus never had it before so it's clear it's so normal but yet it has these connotations because I remember you know there'd be that classic oh they obviously eat too much pizza and they eat greasy food or they don't clean their skin properly you should really wash your face properly it's like there's like some really common like incorrect beliefs around when you have acne oh i've had them all trust me <laughs> it just depends on the person like we are so different that you know dairy could completely break you out but sugar could break me out and it's just I just wish that we had like I feel like soon there has to be some sort of creation that can like tell you these things I think it's coming I think it's coming honestly honestly like we need it you should just know like what your body does not like I know there's like blood tests and stuff like that but I need it to literally say this skin condition I think it's coming because I, I read a lot about like, you know, the gut, our gut and the microbiome. That is something you can't even replicate apart from if you live with someone. Apparently over time you can develop similar what's going on in your gut. So if we're that individual, why is a face cream that says sensitive acne prone going to work for everybody? It's just, 
I think more and more we're realize we're so individual. I don't think we appreciate just how individual we are. We go up and down. Our hormones affect things. Our environments affect things. What we eat affects things. Also, how we're feeling. There's exactly. no. It's a lot. Yeah, we go through so much. Tell me when you are feeling like playing with makeup. What's your kind of go-to, or do you are you someone? Do you try and avoid it because you want to like work like help your do you believe that not wearing makeup helps your skin or I don't know there's like I don't I don't want to give this a name that is completely wrong but almost like environmental acne and often my face is like if I've stayed home for a week my face is better than the days I've been outside and I know that it's like the element yeah you're right it's like have you ever got on a plane and like I if I have a long play like 10 hours the two days later after arriving, my skin will just be like, whoa, it will, it will start acting up. And it's that whole, I don't know where we are. The humidity is different. Yeah. The air is drier. It, it's literally that delicate. Exactly. So I find that sometimes when I wear makeup, it's almost like acts as a protective barrier. So my skin actually looks better the next day. Like After a night out, my skin looks so good often. I don't know. Again, mm-hmm. maybe I'm excited and... Or maybe you're paying more attention to your face. It might be that it calmed you down because, like, the amount of people that keep telling me lately about makeup as therapy, maybe when you're doing yeah. your makeup, you're taking care of yourself and it has a positive effect right. on you the next day. Just... Again, there's all these things, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. But I'm never, like, a, a, a trying to not wear makeup or trying to put more on it, literally just how I feel that day. Um and yeah, I feel like I definitely do think that when the base is good, like when my skin is good, the makeup tends to be better. Yeah. Um, so you kind of feel a bit disheartened when, you know, you're just, you're, again, I never feel like it covers it up. But when you're just adding to what is already so sore, that's almost like, it's such a, I don't know, it's such a, it's like an emotional moment almost, like when you've got, when it's like a real bad flare up and you've got somewhere to go um, and you're like adding this thing to kind of mask it. Like, I just feel so like not true to myself almost. Mm-hmm. Quite a, it's a weird feeling. Like it's very strange. Okay, especially when like at the end of it, you're not even happy with the outcome. It's just like, oh, what was the point in that? <laughs> there was literally no point. Um, so yeah, it's a weird relationship, but I do think recently um, my skin has gotten better, um, so I haven't really. But I don't really wear makeup based on what my skin looks like. It's kind of just the look of that day um, or for that event or whatever it is. I mean, there's been no event for the past <laughs> month, but you know, it literally just depends. But usually, a, a brow and then a bit of you've got great thing. eyebrows. Great oh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't like to, you know, consume myself too much in like relying on product. Mm. Um, so far, I just prefer to eat or something. <laughs> I love that, but I know what you mean. I've had, um, yeah, when the events are like always on, there's like I've had moments where yeah. I either don't go or just you know put makeup on and maybe do a red lip so that's 
kind of a distraction or maybe keep it nude so it's not bringing attention. But I've, I've had those moments where, you know, like if you've got a new clutch of acne, like I get it around the jaw, the hormonal stuff, which can actually be quite tender. And I'll be like tapping on makeup so gently. And I'm like, why, why am I even doing this? Because I can still see it and people mm-hmm. are still going to see it. And it, it's like a mental, it can take a bit of a mental toll on you. And you still haven't even left the house. Yeah. Exactly. It's awful. But I think with like going out and stuff, I kind of often either have like a bad cheek and a good cheek and like yes. do air in a way that's going to like boost and, you know, like I'm not actually doing it today. Like here's actually okay. But yeah. I was pretend to add some thick fringe. <laughs> so, like, but, you know, we don't have to do these things, honestly. It's all just, you know, because who are you actually doing it for? For me, it's probably to just avoid the comment. Like, yeah. I just don't want to hear it. Not necessarily like, oh, if someone sees it, they're going to think something about me. Like, mm. I, I'd like to think people are kind of more mature in that sense of like, you're not going to look down on someone because mm. of their skin. Mm. It's more just, I'd rather just avoid unsolicited comments. So if we can just hide a couple, then that might tone down the comment. <laughs> yeah. But I'm kind of just like you know with all that you know there's so many hashtags on instagram around skin for you is it about acne positivity or skin neutrality normalizing Mm. skin what's the what do you think is the most useful hashtag when somebody might be facing something what's the what's the most useful hashtag they could search for oh um i think yeah, between like acne positivity and acne positivity movement, um, I would definitely recommend because you just come across people that, you know, obviously we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but you would like to think that, you know, they are just like you in that sense where they have been going through something for so long or longer than yourself or just for a recent outburst, outbreak. Um, and yeah you just just see people accepting themselves for who they are and just reading stories on just so many normal things and even like um it doesn't even have to be skin as well like it can be skin but like it doesn't have to be acne so skin positivity in general again is a good hashtag to look at because it kind of makes you think that okay you know if it wasn't my skin and acne it could have been I don't know, stretch marks. It could have been like someone could have been burnt when they were younger in an accident or a fire. Or, there's so many different things that people go through. Um, just it, there's a lot that's going on out there. So I think if you're look, if you have, you know, acne or any skin, um, skin, I don't, I don't like to say issues. It's not yeah, it's like issue. a, yeah, it's hard. You don't want to label it as it with a negative connotation. It's just like, Maybe we need to find. You need to invent a new word, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean. It's like it's far beyond acne, and I think that can give you some comfort because everyone's yeah got their own shit. <laughs> you know, it's literally okay. So last question now. You know, you've put yourself out there on social media about you know with your skin journey as well as obviously you have your professional Instagram. 
What's the one thing that you would like people to know about you that maybe they don't know? I would say as much as I, you know, put myself out there and, you know, just whack a picture of my spots up on Instagram, that that wasn't an overnight thing. And I don't, like, I feel like now I can kind of just upload it easily. But, you know, initially that was like a big thing to do. Um, So, yeah, I'd like people to know that you can get to the point that I'm, I'd like to say I'm at now. Um, And it's kind of just, like I said before, just, you know, you to become confident, you kind of have to practice confidence until it happens. Um, So, yeah, I would say just, you know, everyone is capable of being like that. um, But, you know, everyone's different and, you know, I now feel quite fairly comfortable with my skin um, and it's an achievable place to be and it, people can get to that point. Um, but that's not to say that I don't sometimes feel like, oh, I, I just wish this wasn't my story um, as much as I do embrace it as well. There's always going to be, you know, that day or that couple of hours or that morning where you're just like, oh, another one, like, so annoying but you know I think everyone can um reach get to that point where they do feel comfortable in their own skin I'm sure people are very grateful to have found you um let people know where they can find you as well sure so on Instagram if you want to see all things positive skin um in particularly acne then it don't pop that spot literally at don't pop that spot great um, name and <laughs> thank you it was kind of like a play on another one of like the unsolicited advices like just don't pop your spot <laughs> yeah. um as if that's just oh i should spot. ask you are you a picker when they're ready yes <laughs> so um, when you say ready you mean whitehead on whitehead. the top good to go yeah although I recently started using um I was about to call them don't pop up spots but they're called um the little stickers dots of spots I always forget dots of spots um and I've had I've not had to pick in ages because you just whack that on and they are amazing the next day there's nothing there okay Um, so that's a better method don't just pop to be honest don't pop that spot yeah Thanks so much for listening. Take a minute to like, subscribe, perhaps share the episode with someone that you think will be interested. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast, or you can follow my personal account, which is at Sharice.Kenyon. Feel free to slide into the DMs with any feedback or suggestions for future guests. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>